Hello, friends. This is Taver Lee, and you are listening to Grit and Grace. We are here for soul-level conversations that will take us across the veil in mystical and magical ways. I invite you to leave what you know at the door, open your heart, and receive. If you want to find out more information, make sure you go to moontempleschool.com. And now let's get started. Hello, friends. Here we are. Another day. Another day to experience joy, bliss, polarity, all this spectrum of experiences that we have here in this human life that we're living. It's like I think of 2023 as the master class of life, the master class of life, the big energies, the experiences that we're going to have in this fast paced year is going to bring so many different emotions through all of us, myself included. And today I'm going to tell you about a recent experience I had and more importantly, the tools that I used to navigate this experience. This feels like a really important shareable moment for for you that are listening to the show and for the students of Mystery School and for everyone that knows that when you are walking as an awakened human or when your soul is alive and you are crossing the veil between the spirit world and the human world often, that we don't always get it totally right, (laughs) that we are meant to continue to experience the full spectrum of human emotions because I don't care how enlightened you are, how high highest levels of consciousness that you bring into your body and how clear your channel is, you are still going to experience polarity. You are still going to experience opportunities for learning and for growth. Because that's the point. That's the point. I mean, the moment that we stop learning is when we are no longer in this flesh and blood and we've moved on to our light source, returning to our light source. And so we're still here learning. And I recently shared a a post on social media about poisoned honey. And honestly, it was a vulnerable post. It was, I knew that it was the right time to talk about an experience that I have had where I hadn't been honoring my own truth, where a deeper, darker, dense energy continued to come into my field and I allowed it and I allowed it until I didn't, until I didn't. And I call it, you know, the swamp, right? The swamp called, the swamp called so deeply. And I, (laughs) I remember when I was first recognizing and honoring my own truth of the situation And I went into journey space and I could feel the witches that have come before me telling me that you are in the swamp, let's go in the swamp. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go in the swamp. I'm really good. And they're like, no, you're in the swamp. And with an internal eye roll, I'm like, fine, (laughs) I'm coming into the swamp. So let's talk about what is the swamp when I'm referring to this. It's the place where we go into the quiet, inward, cocooned state of muddy waters to find mercy and grace and clarity and depth. 
and allow ourselves to get really fucking messy, to get really dirty and acknowledge our own roles and our own truth. And this isn't just a spiritual concept of you go into the swamp to play with ancestors or interact with spirits. It, it could very well be that. But it's to really unearth the fertile places of learning in what you're experiencing. It's the place to go when you feel stuck and your emotions are heavy. And I have absolutely no problem. I have no problem clearing my schedule and cutting out anything that needs to go in that moment to allow myself more time in the swamp. And that's what I did. That is absolutely what I did. I'm not sure where this quote comes from. So if you know, and you're listening to this on a platform that allows you to leave a comment or you're seeing the clip of this, feel free to drop a comment and let me know where where it's from. But it goes something along the lines of, When an experience has brought you to your knees, when you feel the crushingness of falling to your knees in in shattered pieces, that while you're on your knees, it's a good time to pray. And that's also the swamp. It's acknowledging that, okay, I've just fallen to my knees. I've just fallen down. I'm in the thick of it. And now I'm going to pray. So what happened was I found myself in, in, in an experience where I had allowed a relationship to slowly creep into my energy field with a dense type of, I'll say a dense type of energy or a, uh, a lower state of consciousness series of interactions. And, and I'm, I'm speaking cautiously because this has nothing to do with anyone else. This is absolutely between me and me. But in that experience, I knew over the course of several weeks, months, that there was a heavy, dense energy in this interaction and it was continually happening. And honestly, I I, I just glossed over it. I live an aligned life. I know where to find my center. I have lots of tools available to me. And as a high priestess, I teach these tools. And so I'm not sure when the show is coming out, but if you have not looked at the High Priest and High Priestess program, this is where we do the work. This is where I give you all the tools on how to navigate situations like this. So go to moontempleschool.com and check that out if this interests you. But my tools are always readily available. I have daily rituals that I do to align my body to my center, to keep my vibration my vibrations high. I do this work regularly. And yet I was aware of this situation happening and I chose, I chose to not address it. Mainly because of why we all do this. We all do this. We allow negative influences and things that are not, are not in alignment with our values into our life slowly over time because it becomes easy, because it becomes then maybe more difficult to extract ourselves out of it and also because we desire to we desire to like experience love this is what we're here for and when that love comes with what i'm calling the poison the poisoned honey it's much harder to bring ourselves to a state and acknowledge okay this doesn't serve me anymore this doesn't serve me anymore. And when we do that, when we first acknowledge that something doesn't serve us anymore, it 
requires us to go through this process, a little bit of a grief process. And I'm saying a little bit because this is a micro level experience, but could be big for you. This could be big. It requires us to acknowledge that we need time to grieve. We need time to go deeply inward and, and process our own role, our own lessons to learn. Because truthfully, everyone's path and journey is their own. Even if they're interacting with us in a relationship of any type, family, friends, lovers, partners, we're, we can be co-creating a relationship together and also still be on our own individual journeys. So holding space for that is, is, a, is a grief process. And my humanness, my humanness didn't want to acknowledge this situation because it was easier to just hmm, let it slide. In the big scheme of things, did it have a massive impact in my life? No. But the more that I chose to allow this to continue, the more that I chose deception, dishonesty, even if it wasn't towards me, but towards others, even the longer I allowed this into my life, the more of an impact it started having on me. So yes, in my humanness, I experienced something where over time, something I thought was sweet honey felt like poisoned honey. And there is such harmony in learning what feels like a no in our body. Because this is what had been happening. I, I, knew what, I knew that this had felt like a no. In fact, in my seer vision, when a situation in my life requires more in-depth channeling for myself. So y'all know I channel for you. I do readings. I do sessions. I do tons of big work for others. And I also do it for myself. What happens in my seer vision, it's almost like the root or a, a, like a little rope of something colored comes down into my visual field. And I, I can actually see it. And I can, I want to say like either pull that or go into it and follow that path in deep meditation or journey space or working from altered spaces, I can go in and see truth. And and I had I had seen this sort of tendril several times and I'm I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't ready. And I am allowing myself at this stage in processing <laughs> lots of grace. Because again, this was between me and me. This was me. Where did I allow my own boundaries to be crossed? Where did I, and why, why did, why did I not honor this no that my body had been saying for a while? Why did I do that? So I want to tell you the steps that I took and what I did when this occurred, because this can be applied to anyone. This can be applied to your situation, whether it feels like it's a small little, you know, micro level situation or whether it feels like it's a big, big one. And I'll give you the, the tools and the steps that, that I took. And you can save this and come back to it. In fact, I invite you to like write this down like a recipe card or the outline of a recipe card for when you find yourself in the swamp. And I say outline because we're all a little bit different. And these are just my tools and practices. And you might have many others that suit you. So take what parts resonate and leave the rest. First thing I'm going to invite you to do is... Deeply, deeply cherish and honor this human experience because this is what we are here for, 
to cherish and adore all the parts of what we're experiencing, even the difficult ones. Go into the state of grace, love, and acceptance first before you go into the swamp. Or if you're in the swamp, pull those pieces in, create some balance. So here's the tactical things that I did on a particular day when I knew that the boundaries I had allowed to be crossed and the energy I had allowed into my field, I was no longer doing that. For me, it's a threshold. It's a threshold. In this particular case, it was a threshold that was passed where I I realized, okay, time to look into that tendril of truth that been had been presenting itself to me, look inward into my body and where I had been feeling this no and why, why didn't I listen? So my ritual included clearing my schedule, making time to sit in contemplation, making time to go into the swamp. So I cleared my schedule. I made a significant amount of time available just for me and me. I made comfortable space next to one of my favorite altars. I called in the elements. I did an opening invocation asking for truth. I honored the witches that have come before me that visit me as my guides in the swamp. And I devoted myself to this process. I went into devotion of truth. And then following a significant number of rounds of deep breath work, again, in stillness, by myself in contemplation. And, and trust me, I don't just like, I can't just like set up the altar and jump in, breathe and go into it. No, no, I, I do what I'm sure many of you do, which is, ooh, I know this is going to be deep work. Maybe I better go organize the kitchen first. <laughs> Maybe I better go start my laundry. Uh, this altar space isn't that clean. I should clean it first. All these, I call them the little uh, delay tactics that I do. And I often do that before I record a podcast too. I, I know big energy work is coming. So I, I have this little ritual of the ways in which I I won't necessarily say procrastination, but the ways that I move some of the energy of what I know is coming. So I'm I'm getting some of it out. It's almost like if you're going to if anybody's been a competitive athlete like I have, you know you have rituals to like move out the nervous energy so you can be focused. So that's kind of what I do. And and then I and then I laugh and I say sometimes out loud to myself, oh, look at you. Aren't you cute? Delaying, procrastinating, making sure everything's clean and organized. Okay, okay, I see you. And then I kind of chuckle. It's like me talking to me because I am aware that that's what I'm doing and I'm also okay with that. So I did all that, sat down, did my breath work. And then I went into a, a journey, which is a shamanic journey, which is the ways in which I work from an altered state of consciousness. I did my full body rituals, the high priest and high priestess rituals, and I literally sat down in my meditative position in the way that's comfortable for me. I had my journal near me. My altar was lit up, charged, ready to go. My windows were open, so I had fresh air continuing to come in and move space. I was burning a sacred blend of herbs to support me in the swamp. And the first thing that came to me when I was in that space is to slow down, slow it all down, that nothing needed to be decided, determined, unearthed, burned down, 
cut off, created, nothing needed to be done in that moment and to slow down. And the first time I got that message, I just, my shoulders dropped and I went, ah, okay, okay. And then the witches reminded me I was in the swamp. And then I went into resistance again. And I was like, no, I don't want to be in the swamp. And they're like, you're in the swamp. And I'm like, I don't want to be in the swamp. And I'm like, okay, I'm slowing down and I'm sitting in the muck. So I called in my guides and the witches. And I, in this altered state, right? Some of you might think of this like a trance state, although I feel like that's not necessarily fully accurate yet. If you've not actually experienced the journey with me before, it's hard to explain. I would combine it with a shamanic journey, hypnosis, trance state, any any way in which you go into an altered state where you are fully aligned to the spirit world, your center is lit up, your, your barriers to truth are released, and you are in an undisturbed moment. And I, I witnessed then myself participating in this entire experience where every time my boundaries were crossed, how I allowed it. I experienced where the dense energy came in. So I experienced it. I lived it. And with the most love and grace for myself, I explored and became curious as to why did I do this? Why? Why did I keep saying yes when my body was saying no? Why did I allow this high standard I have for my life and my values to be lowered? And what motivated me to do that? And this happened over, I'll say probably less than an hour. And then I opened my journal and I started writing. And I've actually been journaling every day since, continuing to unearth these little nuggets of learning that has happened because this is me and me. This is me on my journey of growth. And I knew the moment I was told to slow down, the message was, this is not a problem to be fixed. This is an opportunity to learn. So I didn't try to fix the problem on the human level. I didn't. There wasn't conversations. There wasn't interactions. I didn't need that. This was between me and me. And so I re-explored in my journaling where my boundaries were, were crossed. And I, I thought about it from the perspective of, you know, I have a code of ethics. I'm, there is a, a podcast or class somewhere out there where I taught you how to create your own scroll of values or your code of ethics, your manifesto for life. And I, I reviewed that and I, I came to the, the, the place of acknowledging my part, my why, my participation. And did I want it to continue that way? Again, the slow down. Nothing needs to be decided right now. What I was shown when I allowed this tendril of exploration and curiosity to happen, I was shown um, deception. I was actually shown that these interactions that I was experiencing led to me being persecuted. Again, micro level, small things, but another example of persecution. The witches in the swamp actually showed me that this particular situation was very similar to why primarily women have been persecuted most of their life. Like all these similar examples of how we play out these roles, right? The 11 soul roles that are available to us that we're living at any point in time or archetypal roles that I was a participant in that. But the, the other parts of that 
were part of my own remembering of why women have been persecuted for so many years. Our healing powers are the depths of our emotion, our capacity to love, are the depths of our ability to be independent, self-sufficient, strong, soft, all of the things, the polarity of all the things that we are, especially as healers. And then the recognition that not everyone understands that or has lived it. And can we walk in this world as healers and be in our elevated state of consciousness and not elevated as in better or worse than anyone else, but in a higher level of consciousness and not judge others when they're judging you. That was the conclusion. And whoa, (laughs) that's what I mean by the swamp. That was hard because my human heart is like, "Mm, mm, mm, (laughs) denial, denial, resistance, resistance. And again, I slowed it down and I came back to my breath. And I cleared this energy through various rituals. And now this is going over the, over a couple of days. I cleared my energy. I grounded myself down. And I explored that question. Can I hold unconditional love and non-judgment for others, even if they're judging me? Mm. This is big work. This is why I shared it, not only on social media and here, because if you're listening to this if you're listening to this podcast you know that doing this work being the highest version of ourselves truly embracing what it means to be powerful fucking creators that not everyone is using their power to create a life that is in alignment with ours which is totally fine but that acknowledgement requires extreme and radical self-awareness extreme and radical truth on how you participate. So that's my experience. (laughs) So welcome to the swamp. Welcome to the swamp. And over the next couple of days as I was writing, I recognized the steps of becoming aware. When was I aware and when did I deny it and why? And where's the truth that I denied and why? And how can I bring in a hefty amount of grace love, forgiveness, and breath into the situation. And then I practice that every day. And amazingly, the moment that I spent that first day in contemplation and really in acknowledgement of truth while I was sitting in the swamp, that honey became clear right away. The poison drained out because I'm, I'm in control of my energy field. And so I, I trickled it out cleared my channel, and then allowed myself some time to process and to feel all of it, to feel all of it. I don't ever want to turn off my capacity to feel deeply, even when it's, even when you might use the label as painful, because to me, painful could just mean something different. It depends on the label we give it. I want to feel the full spectrum of joy, bliss, pleasure, pain, rage. I want to feel it all in this lifetime. And if that's the case, then we can't shut one of those feeling centers off or we're shutting off all of them. So in this moment now, I recognize, wow, I learned so much. I listened. I listened deeply. So here were were the steps. And I know I started number one, going into the swamp with 
adoration and cherishing your human experience. So number two, when you recognize that boundaries have been crossed and you have not been acknowledging it, find some time in your schedule to actually go into it, to go deeply into it. Go sit in the swamp. Do it inside, outside, with an altar, without an altar. Do it walking, do it sitting, but give yourself a chunk of time to allow all the experiences to come back through your body so you can feel it, process it, and then ask yourself the hard questions. I, of course, will invite you to then journal and write it out, process it, but you may have a different method in how you process it. Use your rituals and your tools to clear your energy. Call in for more truth. Process it and slow down. Slow way, way down. I promise you it will make a huge difference in how you view a situation, how you react to it, and also allow you to really take the learning lesson deeply into your body in honoring what's a yes and what's a no. And having grace... For the fact that this, if we say that we cherish and love this human experience, then understand that we're not always going to get it perfectly right. Because then how will we learn? How will we grow? doesn't mean it always has to be painful. We don't always have to be like shoved off the cliff to learn. We don't have to choose that. <laughs> but to really live fully expanded as, um, as sensitives or as individuals who have access to additional senses, we want those feelings to be expanded So then say, well, wow, this is great. I'm experiencing this side of the spectrum of feelings today and I'm witnessing myself feel it and I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn. So that's my suggestion to you. Oh, I just found the quote. It's Rumi. Rumi says, when life brings you to your knees, it's a great time to pray. So that's my, that's my lesson, that's my solo show today, is when life brings you to your knees, it's a great time to pray. Go to moontempleschool.com, follow the High Priest and the High Priestess Path link, because we are still open. We have, at this point in time, this day, we have three spots open. If Mystery School, if that path in Mystery School is closed, find another one, because we have so many things going on right now, from High Magic Immersions, which are retreat, in, in-person retreat weekends, to the Sacred Wheel class, to the Witch's Mastermind. I mean, my goodness, this year... Fuck, this year in 2023 is big work. Find what suits you and our doors are open and I will be back. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there. 